Coach, Lipscomb Academy. We know him here. Former Titan. Now Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to try to be a Hall of Fame coach. Kevin Mawai now joins us. Kevin, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. How you guys doing? Congratulations, man. And welcome back. Uh, yeah, welcome thank back. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited about being back in Middle Tennessee and excited about the possibility and opportunity that I have here at Lipscomb. And, uh, you know, but yeah, it's all good things. All good, very good things. Well, when Trent left to take the UAB job and, you know, everybody was wondering and then there was, you know, rumors of names and obviously it was very clear that Lipscomb Academy wanted to stay big with, you know, with what and keep going with what Trent was doing. So how did this all come about? I'm always curious how this, this conversation, did you reach out to them? Did they reach out to you? How did this come about? No. So the Trent left, like, I guess he announced right after the state championship game, he was leaving. Um, I have a very dear friend of mine, Grant Williams, who was the run game coordinator, offensive line coach at Lipscomb, who played in the league for 10 years or nine years, something like that. We've been very close for many years, like, like close to 30 years. And uh, when it became apparent that he wasn't going to make the move with Trent, he actually was like, well, you need to be the head coach here. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. I got like seven more weeks or whatever it is in the NFL season. I'm going to ride this bad boy out and see what happens. <laughs> and we were actually in town for my bye week, so the, the, Titan, uh, the Colts bye week. Uh, for those that don't know, I was the assistant line coach at the Colts the last two seasons. Um, was that week, December week of December 10th or something like that? And the whole time I'm here, why won't you do it? Da da da, da you know that kind of stuff. And long and short of it was, look, man, just let me get through the season and figure out what's going to happen next. And I think at the time, Jason Witten had either came into town or was talking about, it, and his name was all over the place. Yeah. And literally a couple weeks later. Um, I got a text message from the head of the school, Brad Schultz, and just saying, hey, you know, you know, just wondering if you would even be interested. And I have no doubt in my mind that Grant's the one that said you need to call Kevin. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, so I never responded because I just wasn't ready at the time to just respond and, and to give any kind of an answer. And the, the truth of the matter is about, three or, about a week later or maybe five days later, I got a, a FaceTime call from Brad Schultz, and I was like, well, yeah, it's downtime of the day during, like, a game planning week or whatever, and I'm like, well, let me just FaceTime him back. And so I FaceTimed him back and had my first conversation with Brad Schultz at a high school, and um, I, think he was, I think he was one surprise that I called him back, and he admitted that it was actually a butt dial. <laughs> so, wow. so that's kind of – that's a true story. Wow. So, that is excellent. Wow. And so, so, so that's kind of how the conversation started. And, yeah, and, I, and I knew that he knew my relationship through Grant and, and what that was like. And I said, there's no doubt Grant's the one who put you on to me. And I'd already told Grant multiple times, no, it's not what I wanted to do. And, um, but Grant and I would always talk. You know, he's an O-line guy. I'm an O-line guy. We, we always communicated, hey, what job are you going after this year? Because I would never want to go after the same job he was, and vice versa. And I said, Grant, you've been here for four years. Why don't you be the guy? And he's like, I just, I just don't feel like I'm the right, I'm the person to do the job. Not that I can't do it. I just don't feel like it's my time. And so, you know, after a week of thinking about it and whatever, and really just a lot of prayer, um, my wife and I just talked about it and just prayed about it. And at the time, you know, we were we were already out of the playoff hunt with the with the Colts staring down another five weeks of the season, wasn't getting home until 
the earliest I'd get home would be like 9.30 on a Thursday evening. Wouldn't see my wife from Saturday night if we were on the road, possibly Sunday night if we were at home. I wouldn't see her until Wednesday, Thursday night at the earliest. And I just, you know, I contemplated life and just like, why not, man? At least if I'm the head coach of the high school football program, I get to set the schedule and I'm not drawing scout team cards at 1130 at nighttime nice. and, have, and have to turn around and be back in my office at 5, 630 the next morning. And I was a late comer, so I'd come in the office at 630 and I'd be the last one coming in. And I just, like, I worked too hard as an NFL player, put myself in a position to where I could do whatever I wanted to do and be miserable about what I was doing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you combine the, the losing season. We just fired our coordinator. We fired our head coach two weeks later. Got interim coach in. Our tight end coach left for four weeks of the season. I'm now the interim tight end coach. And there's no guarantee I'm going to get a job in the NFL. And if I do, there's no guarantee you're going to keep your job for more than a year anyways. And um, and I just like – so I really just had a lot of soul searching, a lot of just trying to figure out what, what the next step in my life was going to be. And I'm like, you know what? I mean, I know Listen's done a great job. Trent's did a great job building this program to a national recognizable program. Why not? Let's go see what happens. And so I came down on an interview. Uh, They brought me down here on an interview and told them I wanted to wait until I I went to Hawaii to go visit my my kids. And um, they wanted to make a decision sooner than later. I said, well, look, after this interview, if you give me – Till the next Tuesday, I promise you I'll have an answer for you. And uh, But I understand where they're coming from with the Jason Witten thing backing out at the last minute. They didn't want that to happen again. And so, uh, but the reason why nobody knew my name was in the hat until the day before the announcement was because I asked them not to. I don't want, because it protected them from another Jason Witten incident and it protected me from the, you know, just the, all the rumors and stuff like that. So we did a very good job, of, and thankfully to Brad Schultz and, President McQueen and all those at the Hill, um, that we kept this as tight-lipped as possible for as long as we possibly could because that's the way I wanted it. Yeah, kudos to everybody because Jason Winton stuff we talked about here on the show. Oh, but man, I mean, we, everywhere. we never saw – I mean, obviously, if I would have seen your name, you bet we would have been talking about it on the show. So <laughs> kudos to you guys, that on uh, everybody involved. Uh, I got to go back to – I'm still hung up on – that story was outstanding because I got to be honest, Kevin, I'm sitting here going – Brad Schultz. So you, he reached out to you, and you did. He texted you, and you didn't even yeah. respond. And then he Facetimes you a week later. I was like, man, that's brass. You fill in the blank, man. I love aggressive. No kidding. Well, the great thing is, so I, I don't have on my phone. Like I don't. You don't know if I've read it or not. You know. So like I, I turned that feature off. So he doesn't know if I ever got the text okay. message or not. Okay. And um, but when he got. I was like, okay, he's trying again. He FaceTimed me. And I was like, you know what? At least he's, he's reached out. I do owe them. You know, there's a respect level there that you owe them the phone call. And one of the biggest issues I have in the coaching ranks is, especially this time of year, is a coach gets a head job. You know the guy personally. You send him a text, say, hey, congrats on the job, you know, whatever. And they, they ghost you because yeah. they think you're either looking for a job, that kind of stuff. And at the end of the day, man, just – if you say, hey, I got my roster's full, fine. But let somebody know, but don't just leave them on red and don't and don't talk to them. But for me, um, yeah, if you call my phone or text my phone or I tell you, you won't know whether I picked it up or not. So he didn't know that I read it. But um, I, and I wasn't in a – I wasn't 
prepared to have that conversation yet at the time. And so, so yeah. But I, you know, even more red. You're already talking like the kids, coach. Well, he's <laughs> he needs to thank his butt for butt dialing you is what he needs You're to thank. You're already talking like the kids, man. Don't leave me all red like that. Yeah, like. Here's what I do know. Like I've got my two kids now, and those of you know, when I played, knew I had younger kids when I was living here. My two kids are almost like young adults, and but I I vowed that I would stay up on technology lingo. So like I didn't want to be cool. Hey, I didn't want to be cool, but I didn't want to be left out in the cold either. So at least I know, like, like the whole deal, hunted. I'm a hunted coach. Yeah, I don't know what hunted means, but I know <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So I, I would never say that to you, but you know that I know that I know what you're saying. So, yeah, we hunted now. Uh, we, we good? No, we ain't good, brother. I know what that means. You ain't good with me. So, yeah. So I, I, Listen. I want you to I want to be, and that's the thing about being in the NFL as long as I played, you're perpetually 26 years old. It doesn't matter <laughs> that's if you're true. 40. Yeah. Yeah. Any, guy, any guy that played into their third, late 30s and 40s, you feel like you're 26 because that's the average age of the locker room. And that kind of helped me keep me young through this whole process. And, and now I was coaching guys in the NFL like 24. I'm like, God, my, you know, my son's older than you are, you know, that kind of thing. And then I'm looking at guys like, yeah, you're a good-looking dude, man. I like what you believe. My daughter's single. You know, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I try to stay up on it now. Let me tell you, I yeah. want to be on top of it. Life moves fast, doesn't it, Kevin? Mm-hmm. Boy, 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 boy. It does, yes. Boy, boy, so. boy. So, what are you walking into? I mean, you know what you're walking into, but I want you to tell us and our audience. I mean, because this is not some program you're trying to build up. You're walking into a powerhouse. Trent did all that. So, how do you keep it at his level? Well, I'm not Trent Dilper, one. I'm not trying to pretend to be like him or be like him. Um, you know, I'm going to be me. I'm going to do it my way and do what I think is best for his program. I think what Trent really did is uh, he flipped this program pretty quickly. I know Lipscomb has a history of being a successful program, but they haven't been in the years past, like several, like the most recent years. And uh, I think Coach McAdams was the last guy to win oh, yeah. a state championship here. Yep. And I know he was here, the first head coach here, 30-something years, five state championships, or was it five trips to the game, won three state championships, something like that. But Trent came here four years and won two. And so there's something to be said about that. But what he's done is made it a recognized program nationwide. There's kids moving to Nashville so they can play here. And people can say what they want, but every private school in this area does the same thing. They just don't. It's just notarized because of who Trent was. He was a national media guy, and, and he was great with the media and all that he did, the social media that they do here. I think they, you know, they get more, more touches and more connects with their social media than some, some of the bigger schools do, colleges I'm talking about. So that has brought talent here and guys wanting to play here. Um, they, Trent Trent's the elite, the elite 11. They all know he's a quarterback guy, so you got high-end quarterbacks that want to come spin the ball for him. And now that you get quarterbacks coming in, now you got skill guys that want to catch balls. And they see the numbers are being thrown up. I mean, I'm looking at the roster the other day or the scores. you got 40 to nothing, 70 to nothing, 45 to 10. These guys are scoring, scoring points. And it's not just the air. It's the run game. It's everything. So what happens when you have success like that, people want to be a part of it. And so Trent's done that. So now the key coming in here is taking a look at what could be better and enhancing what what has been done great, and that's all I'm going to do. Um, meanwhile, there's goals I want to accomplish as a coach as far as, like, 
integrating the football side of it more with the student body. Uh, it's a unique situation here in that the football program is separated from the, the, the campus itself because you're literally down the hill by a couple hundred yards, and it's easy to kind of say it's us and them, you know, and, and that's not what scholastic sports environments should be like. It should be all-inclusive as far as, like, we're part of the academic community, they're a part of us, and that's something that I think I can bring value to here because, for me, it's not just about winning games. It's about being a greater part of a, a, a greater part of a community that you're a part of. And so that's what I'm looking forward to and being excited about it. Um, I know enrollment periods will start soon, and parents are bringing kids like to all the different schools and visiting them. And I just want them to know my heart. My heart is to help your son be the best he can possibly be while doing it in a Christ-like atmosphere. And at the end of the day, if he never plays another down of football past his days at Lisbon Academy, we know for a fact that he's going to be a better, a better member of this community and a better man. And um, those things go a long, long way. When you develop the character of the person, I believe in, in my heart that that develops a better team. And you can do it the other way, too. You can go get in. It's like being a free agent. You can get a bunch of free agents and go all for broke in one year and win it all but your team just doesn't have that chemistry and it falls apart the next year. Well, you know, I want to go all for broke on these kids and develop great men of character that want to be great football players and sustainability there of a long-time program, not just a flash in the pan for three or four years. Kevin, I wanted to ask you about a couple of things going on, obviously, in the in your former job in the National Football League. Uh, we can't let you go without asking about the impact of, of one Tom Brady, who, of course, retired today. Uh, thoughts or memories about uh, TB12 on, uh, on this uh, his somewhat historic day as he walks away? Yeah, I was on the field when he was sitting on the bench and ended up in the game. So, I mean, <laughs> Wow. Like, wow. I mean, that, that, you know, I mean, he's he's a backup quarterback and was actually the third string quarterback that just by chance Belichick says, "All right, you're up today. You're the backup guy behind Drew Bledsoe." And so we're, you know, I'm with the Jets. We're playing in 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 New England. Mo Lewis lays out Drew Bledsoe. I mean, you know, just just lays him out. A clean shot on the sideline. Um, Drew like tears a muscle in his chest and got bleeding in the heart or something mm-hmm. like that. And this skinny, no-nothing, lanky quarterback comes in and starts playing. And then for the next 20 years, he lights the league up. And so having been a part of the, the losing side of many of those battles against him, you just sat there and knew that you were watching greatness the whole time. And then for him, I think the big argument was, is he the reason why New England's successful or is Belichick the reason why he's successful? And that became, I think, at some point in time, that probably became a distraction to both of them. And by him leaving and going to Tampa and winning a Super Bowl, not to me, tells me everything. It was all about Tom Brady. Tom Brady, he makes everybody around him better, and he expects you know, his best excellence with those guys that play him. And so for him to leave, you know, it would have been great if he would have just kind of chunked up the deuces after the Super Bowl and be like, all right, I'm good. It would have been even more of a story if he would have went there this year coming you know, in the playoffs as a losing team and yeah. win the Super Bowl. But – He's a legend no matter how he goes out or how he went out. The guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And um, just you just look at him. He's, he's the best that's ever played the game in my lifetime. Kevin, this was fantastic. Congrats again. Best of luck. Don't be a stranger to the show. Um, we'd love to talk to you down the road. And uh, when you get settled in, let's do that. We'll, uh, we'll talk. No doubt, man. 
Always, it's always been a pleasure being with you guys. You know where I'm at now, down here on Granny Way Pike. So uh, um, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, but man, I'm gonna tell you what, prices are a whole lot more expensive here in Nashville than what they're years ago. <laughs> oh my goodness! Just a smidge. Man, I, yeah. Man, Oh my God! What some things like have Los happened Angeles while you prices. left. Some things. Some, yeah. We went through some things well, while you were gone. Yeah, they're all good things, man. So it's all good. But man, I'm thrilled to death to be here, and uh, and like, I'm just gonna throw the pitch out there. There's families out here looking for a place for the young man to come play football, but get a great education and be led by by men of God. Listen to the cabinet, the place for them to be. Bring them on down. Welcome back. Thanks for doing this. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Take care. Great stuff, Kevin Mawai.